Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. The advent of financial technology or fintech has created new opportunities, business models, products and services. Fintech innovations have disrupted the financial industry, leading to novel ways of delivering financial services not only by traditional financial institutions but also by startups. One such interesting development is the emergence of smart contracts. What are smart contracts? How smart are they? And how do they compare against traditional contracts? Associate Professor Paul Griffin, a financial technology expert from SMU School of Information Systems and Director of the Financial Technology Track under the Master of IT and Business Program, has done much research into the efficacies of smart contracts. In this podcast, Professor Griffin shares his research findings and discusses how he sees smart contracts developing in the near future. Professor Griffin, what is a smart contract and how useful are they? Well, there's two usages of the term smart contract to which are interlinked. Firstly, a smart contract is a legally binding agreement with automatic execution and penalties. This term was introduced by Nick Szabo in the mid-1990s. Secondly, a smart contract is a piece of code on a blockchain running as a decentralised application. Code on a blockchain is very useful for implementing end-to-end -end workflow with external organisations and individuals. Making them legally binding would be ideal but needs lawyers to figure out how to do this. A big usage of smart contracts right now is for what's called ICOs, which are initial coin offerings, where companies create and sell tokens, allowing them to raise money. Unfortunately, this is currently mainly unregulated, and this allows a multitude of scams. Regulators are now taking note of this and responding accordingly. How are smart contracts implemented? Well, smart contracts could be implemented in a centralised system where a company would be tr a trusted holder of the code and the contracts. Alternatively, they can be implemented in a decentralised peer-to-peer system between individuals or between a consortium of companies. Blockchain is such a decentralised system and Ethereum is an example of such a platform. There are also other platforms out there, such as R3 and IBM Hyperledger Fabric, to name a few. What is the current state of smart contract implementations globally and in Singapore? Well, globally, there are now over 1.7 million public smart contracts deployed on a platform called Ethereum. Ethereum is similar to Bitcoin, only with Ethereum you can put pieces of code and Ethereum will actually run the code that's been deployed. But out of all these millions of uh, contracts, only 4,000 of them have actually been verified, meaning that people can see the source code and therefore trust it. It's hard to judge the level of private smart contract implementations, but there are a number of high-profile applications in Singapore, such as Project Ubin by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. For Project Ubin, the idea is that they'll create a cryptocurrency similar to Bitcoin, but there'll be one electronic Singapore dollar, which is equivalent to the Singapore dollar in your pocket. The end point of the project, though, is to actually allow cross-border settlements with other central banks in other countries. 
Already phase one uh, has finished earlier this year. This phase was a really a feasibility study to see whether the project should continue. That was successfully completed and now we're in phase 2A which is looking at settlements between the banks within Singapore. There are also other projects uh, from innovation centres such as OCBC and DHL and also smart contract consultancies including Consensus and Atories. While there are live production implementations of smart contracts in real estate and shipping, I haven't yet seen a large production significant smart contract implementation that would start to rival, say, payment systems such as Visa or MasterCard. That's not to say it won't happen, as decentralisation is a unique spot for many use cases, and the issues such as handling large volumes and data privacy are being worked out. What needs to be done to ensure good smart contract infrastructure? The first thing is to get a good understanding of what blockchains are, especially the difference between centralised and decentralised systems and public, private and mixed blockchains. What are the pros and cons and where to use and not where to use these systems? Next, you need to know how to create good smart contracts to match the business requirements especially around security and data privacy. Finally, it's critical to design how people and traditional systems will interact with the smart contracts. There must be people in the organisation at this level of understanding to ensure a good smart contract infrastructure. What are the impediments to the adoption of smart contracts? Well, the main impediments at the moment are around the technology side to look at the volumes, performance and the data privacy. So these are being worked out. But I think after they've been worked out, then the next level of impediments could be around the legal side, uh, which jurisdictions, how legal it is, what problems will occur. And when a problem does occur with smart contracts, then who's to blame? Is it the person who wrote the smart contract, the platform system? Uh, these are all the problems which will arise once we get large implementations in place. How do you foresee smart contracts developing in the near future? Well, we're now at an exciting beginning for smart contracts, but still relatively immature in implementation, standards and governance. Smart contract development support will become more standardised and efficient, with good frameworks on more robust platforms, and security will become easier to implement. The end state, though, will be similar to IP telephony, Smart contracts will disappear into the background and people will just have faster, cheaper and more transparent and secure services where they won't know that it's being run by smart contracts. And it won't just be for voice calls, it'll be for anything. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.